Hey everyone, Skeletoni here. And Taylor of Terror. And we just wanted to say thanks for listening. Yeah, your support means the world to us. And what better way to show that support than with an item from the Grave Plot Podcast Store? We've got t-shirts and hoodies available in white or black for men and women. We also have buttons. So show the world that you're a little dead inside by going to store.graveplotpodcast.com. And help us continue to make fine quality podcasts just like this. Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Grave Flat Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And Happy New Year to everyone. Happy 2016. Yeah. Welcome to the future. Future is now. Yep. Yes. But that would make it the present. The time travel parabolum that can't be solved. It would uh, rattle Einstein's brain and Stephen Hawking. And Emmett Brown. Yes. And the doctor. All the time travelers. All of them. And Sam Beckett. Yes. I've been rewatching Quantum Leap the past couple of days. How's that? You're forcing your girlfriend to watch it with you, right? Yeah. How's that going? Uh, she started to get a little tired of it last night. Oh, yeah. But we pressed on this morning. How many seasons of that are there? Five. Five, okay. For some reason, season two, episode two is not on Hulu or Netflix. Just that one episode. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I assume there has to be some explanation behind that, but... <clears throat> Hell if I know. Right. Um, yeah, so... Nothing, nothing new, I guess. Do you have anything? Uh, I broke my toe. Oh. <laughs> Doing what? Jumping over the couch. Well, did you think you were still 23 years I old? I was trying to, like, hurdle it. <laughs> like, I was I was trying to jump from the base of the couch over the back of the couch mm. to go play with the dog. Well, um. I broke my little pinky toe. You know it's broken? No. Oh. But I'm fairly confident. Is it all swole up? Not anymore. It was. Mm. This was the day before Christmas Eve. Oh, so it's been a while then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's still a little purple. That's awful. Yeah. Should have gone to a doctor. <laughs> well, like, I was reading about it, and they were like, you could go to the doctor, and they can charge you for x-rays, and then they can say, well, nothing we can do. I guess the best they can do is like put a splint on it and give you some codeine or something. See, yeah, and I, I guess that's what I would what I would go to the doctor for. For the um, painkillers? Yeah, you fucking drug addict. <laughs> Gotta get my fix, man. 
No, for the, uh, um, the, the split, I guess. I just buddy taped it to the toe next to it. Fair enough. I, I, I am so irrationally concerned with bones not setting correctly. Actually, mm. it's not irrational because take a look at my, my middle knuckles. This one looks like much bigger. Well, it's not much. And it has a dent in it. Yeah, it has a dent in it because um, I was at an arcade once. And you know those those boxing machines? Not the one you like you punch up and it registers a score. Yeah. It was it was like a it was like a almost like an upside down speed bag mounted on this metal pole that comes up from the bottom. And basically you're just you're supposed to punch it in a certain direction to coincide with the like a guitar hero of boxing or something. Essentially, yeah, yeah. Um and uh I don't I think I punched the wrong place because the bottom of this bag had like a metal collar around it underneath like the leather cover. But like, you know, the, the pad itself was padded. Right. The, the bag itself was padded, but down like the last two, three inches at the bottom was like, had like a metal collar around it or something. And I fucking hit that with all my might. And I actually, I, I mean, you could tell I broke my fucking knuckle Yeah, and I never went to the doctor. <laughs> so I know that's not set right. Clearly. See, if I broke my hand, I would go to the doctor. But with toes, there's not much they can do. Yeah. But I, I guess that's where my fear comes from. It's like, oh, my God, I think I may have broken something. I got to go make sure it's going to heal correctly. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know this is going to cause me problems when I'm older. I'm going to have fucking arthritis. Oh, I'm sure. And then yesterday, like, I was getting ready to go outside or something, and the dog, like, takes a step back and stands right on my pinky toe. Oh. And I'm just like, ah, ah, get her off my toe. <laughs> Of course, she just stands there. And I don't want to pull because then I know that's going to hurt. So, yeah, um, I uh, I don't remember if I if you were ever aware of this, but I sprained my toe. Um, I don't know. earlier th- must have been earlier this year, like over the summer, I think. Um, don't really know what I did. It just it started hurting one day and wouldn't stop. Hmm. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, I, wa- I walked around on crutches for a day because I couldn't walk on my foot. Oh, wow. Um, and then I eventually went to the doctor and did x-rays, charged me up the ass for them. Of course. Still, I'm still paying for them now. Um, That's the biggest reason I didn't go. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I so said, it looks like you got a sprain, so we'll put you in, put you in an ace bandage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if it's still bothering you in like three weeks, come back and see us. Like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> See, they they trick you because you go in and they say, oh, well, there's no cost for you today. And it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah, and then they send you a bill for $18,000. Yeah. They're they think they're so cool just because they go to college for seven years. Yeah. It doesn't make you smarter than me. <laughs> well, it kind of does. All the knowledge you gained from it, that's what makes you smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fact that you went. <laughs> yeah, I could go to college for seven years and not learn shit. <laughs> Dare me to. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm starting to worry that I did it again because, like, intermittently my my toe will start to hurt again, and it's like that same, just like really sharp pain. Like somebody's like taking a fucking needle and just going like right through my jo- like my toe joint. I bet it's your wife. 
Yeah. When you're sleeping, that's what she's doing. Just mm. jabbing you with needles. It could be. You know, I'm starting to not trust her. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> did New Year's Eve at your place? Yeah. That was cool. Nice low key. Yeah. Just chilling on my roof. Uh, much better than last year. Sick as shit. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah, we both were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was from all that making out we did. Probably. Probably had mono. <laughs> um, you should, it's funny you say that because that's kind of what it felt like. I never had mono, but like I've heard it described and that's kind of how it One felt. One time I thought I had mono for an entire month. Turned out I was just really bored. Wade's world. Wade's world. Uh, didn't get drunk. No. I tried. <laughs> not that easy anymore can't drink fast enough to do it yeah i've noticed that too i just like i'll drink and i'll be like i should be drunk yeah um we uh we went to fucking tolerances right i went to a buddy of mine um his wife threw him kind of like a birthday party but they rented like this cabin out in you know like the Rainier foothills um and uh and then everyone turned into deadites. You know, I was fucking terrified that it was going to turn into a horror <laughs> movie because it was like this. It was like the perfect setup. Um, like a couple of days before we went, we found out that like apparently it was on the opposite side of of the town that we were coming from, but like snow had knocked down trees and and like caused an avalanche. It was like blocking off the road. So you were going to be trapped in yeah. a cabin in the woods? <laughs> exactly. And there was no fucking cell service. Of we were, course. We were relying solely on Wi-Fi. And smoke signals. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but point is, went out there and um, I drank probably about three quarters of a fifth of whiskey and wasn't even buzzed. I was drinking throughout the day. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's... Weird, but you'd think that much whiskey I'd even I'd at least have some kind of buzz going. Yeah, and no. So I've realized that, like, in my attempt to get drunk, I have this certain middle stage when I'm just starting to notice that I'm drunk. Uh-huh. When I when I turn into Mike Birbiglia when he smokes weed. <laughs> Do you hate me? <laughs> Who's at the door? Who's at the door? Who's at the door? Um. Yeah, it's like I don't even drink that much anymore. Yeah, I only really drink when we hang out. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of which, we promised you guys a drunken cinema for Christmas. Right. Uh, that we, we, we tried. <laughs> um, God, how we tried. And in the middle of the movie, Tony's fucking asshole dog unplugged the microphone. Yeah. And, uh, and so at that point, we were like, I'm too tired to start over. Well, it's like... <sighs> What had happened? We, we we started recording, and um, it was it, it was going, and he unplugged the mic. Yeah, and then we plugged it back in, and we picked up from where he left off, hoping that it would come out all right. Right, and then I don't know, the computer froze or something. The computer didn't recognize the microphone for whatever reason. Oh, right, that's because it apparently wasn't plugged in all the way. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, because. Yeah, that's what it stopped because it didn't see the mic 
or something. It, it just it stopped, and we restarted it from where we left off, or from where it, it stopped. And then, yeah, we right, we got in another what twenty minutes and realized like that, that the yeah. mic wasn't plugged in all the way, and it was like it was plugged in enough to where it was getting juice, so the light on the mic yeah. was lit up. So we assumed everything was gay, but it wasn't sending information to the computer. Yeah. And yeah, by that point, it was what, like one in the morning? Yeah. And if it was just us, it probably would have been a different story. Right. We were going to have our, our wives and girlfriends on it. That was going to be a nice Christmas surprise. Our multiple wives. Our wags. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll try and get you one soon. It may not be the same one since that was specifically for Christmas, but right. it might be. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll save that for next Christmas. Or Maybe. Something. We'll do something. Yeah. But, yeah, we got to get one done. It's been a long time. It's been a while, yeah. What was August the last one we did? Yes, I think so. Yeah. American Psycho. Yeah. That's however long ago that was. Um, yeah, we'll try, and, we'll try and kick out another one here soon. Yeah. Now that the holidays are over, maybe we'll have a little more time. Yeah. Um, By so, the way, how was your Kwanzaa? Uh, it was delightful. Yeah? Was it joyous? Most joyous. Most good. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Kwanzaa's the day after Christmas? I I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just hung out. All right. I hope everyone had a joyous Kwanzaa. Um, is there anything else? I feel like we're leaving something out, but I don't I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Okay. Uh oh well did you want to do the grave pot awards I saw your email and I oh yeah you answer. never answered my email so are we just doing it now we can you never gave me your answers do I did I need to well yeah well I, I in the email I saw you asked for them but is it important for the results well yeah because the fan voting is one vote and then you you get one vote and I get one vote oh um I don't know if I can remember <laughs> what I voted for all right so maybe we should pause this all and right when we come back. We'll have the first annual Grave Plot Awards. Welcome to the first annual Grave Plot Awards. I'm your host, Skeletoni. And I'm your other host, Taylor of Terror. I want to welcome you to the most sensational award ceremony in all of Hollywood. The most prestigious award, where each winner gets the coveted golden shovel. Yes. Uh, a very... Oh, you already said coveted. <laughs> I can't do this announcer shit. It doesn't work. <laughs> Just, you know, be be James Franco. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't he host the Emmys or Oscars or something? I don't know. I don't watch those fucking award shows. They're stupid. <laughs> But not ours. Not ours. Ours are awesome. <laughs> no, uh, this is obviously entirely horror-themed award show uh, honoring the stars and creators of some of our favorite modern horror. Um, so we have how many different categories? Ten. Ten categories. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just start at the beginning and announce the nominees for best. Let's, let's start in the world of TV. 
Okay. So we'll start with best TV actress. Not have closed the thing that I had. Open. You stupid. And the nominees are Melissa McBride for The Walking Dead. Rose McIver for I Zombie. Vera Farmiga for Bates Motel. And Dana DeLorenzo for Ash vs. Evil Dead. The envelope, please. Oh my god, I can't believe it. The winner is... Melissa McBride for The Walking Dead. Now we have the best TV actor. And the nominees are... Andrew Lincoln for The Walking Dead. Corey Stoll from The Strain. Freddie Highmore, Bates Motel. And Dennis O'Hare, American Horror Story Hotel. The envelope, please. And the winner is Andrew Lincoln for The Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead. Hey. Here you go, Andy. They call, uh, they, we call him Andy. Oh, thank you very much for this prestigious award. Is he, is, is he part of the Beatles? <laughs> He's British, isn't it? You know, there are different <laughs> kinds of British accents, right? Crikey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to impersonate Andrew Lincoln anymore. Please don't. <laughs> All right, moving on. The next category is Best TV Series. The nominees are The Walking Dead, Hannibal, Ash vs. Evil Dead, and American Horror Story Hotel. The envelope, please. I'm doing this for you at home, guys. <laughs> we actually have envelopes. Yes. Very nice envelopes. Gilded They're wax sealed. <laughs> gilded stamps on them. Or uh, seals. Yeah. Gilded wax. Gilded wax. <laughs> yep. Okay. And the winner is, and should come to no shock to anyone, uh... Ash versus Evil Dead. Here to accept the award is Bruce Campbell. Groovy. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> Short and sweet. I like that. <laughs> Always a man of few words. <laughs> and now comes everyone's favorite category. Best nude scene in a movie. The nominees are Stephanie Danielson for Muck. Sarah Lind for Wolf Cop. Anna de Armas and Lorenza Izzo for Knock Knock. And L. Evans for Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. The envelope, please. <laughs> and the winner is Anna de Armas and Lorenza Izzo for Knock Knock. Yay. Three ways are the way of the future. <laughs> did I say that? No, I did. Okay. I still don't know why. <laughs> Our next category is everyone's second favorite category. 
Best Gore and Special Effects. The nominees are Wolf Cop, Tales of Halloween, Deathgasm, and Dead Rising Watchtower. The envelope, please. The winner is Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Yay, Deathgasm. All right, our next category is Best Actress. The nominees are Micah Monroe for It Follows, Olivia Wilde for The Lazarus Effect, Peja Farmiga for The Final Girls, and Mia Wasamahazamudu for Crimson Peak. The envelope, please. And the winner is Micah Monroe, It Follows. Yay, Micah. Well done. Congratulations. Did a great job. And now for Best Actor, the nominees are Ray Wise for Digging Up the Marrow, Mark Duplis for Creep, James McAvoy for Victor Frankenstein, and Adam Scott for Krampus. The envelope, please. Why do you keep giving me that look? I have to open the envelope. Because <laughs> you have this stupid look on your face every time you do it. <clears throat> and the winner is Mark Duplis for Creep. Yay, Mark. All right. And our next category is Best Director. The nominees are David Robert Mitchell for It Follows, Adam Green for Digging Up the Marrow, Michael Doherty for Krampus, and Guillermo del Toro for Crimson Peak. The envelope, please. And the winner is David Robert Mitchell for It Follows. This is the second award for It Follows. All right, and now we have the best horror comedy of 2015. The nominees are The Final Girls, Cooties, Deathgasm, and Bloodsucking Bastards. The envelope, please. Go ahead. <laughs> For best horror comedy, the winner is Bloodsucking Bastards. Yay! Yay, blood sucking bastard. It's all because Joey Kern favorited our tweet. Bam, snap. <laughs> all right, before we get to the biggest award of the night, which, of course, is Best Horror Movie of the Year, we have the Golden Grave Award for Lifetime Achievement in the World of Horror. Yes, this is the most prestigious of prestigious awards. Indeed. Honored among many as more important than the Oscar itself. Mm. Yes, men have died in pursuit of this award. Yes. Even though it's our first annual <laughs> award show. This year's winner is the one, the only, the immortal, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Yay, Bruce. Bruce, would, would you like to say a few words? Bruce. 
gross. All right, and for our final award of the evening, Best Horror Movie of 2015. The nominees are It Follows, Creep, Digging Up the Marrow, and Krampus. The envelope, please. And the winner is It Follows. Yay, It Follows. Clean sweep for It Follows. Bringing home the gold. Hat trick. Good job. Good job to everyone. Yes, congratulations to all, and we will see you next year. Okay. And welcome back to the show. Um, yeah. That was the first annual Grave Plot Awards. Hope you enjoyed it. Took place from the prestigious theater in Hollywood. That's the one. <laughs> one of them. Not sure which one. <laughs> the, you know, the prestigious one. This is that Chinese theater. The one where they have the Oscars. Right. <laughs> we, we got it on the cheap. Everyone, it was in winter. everyone was dressed very nicely. Yep. Yep. Bruce is wearing a red suit. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does that. He does. True. I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. So, um, I guess now we just do horror business. Yeah. Okay, starting out with some real world horror. True story. A uh, cruise ship electrician was killed in an elevator on the cruise ship. More like elevator. Oh. Trademark Game Show Network. Mm-hmm. Um, it was this was on the Carnival Ecstasy. Um, Doesn't sound very ecstatic. Nope. <laughs> A uh, married couple was going to dinner, and they saw, well, uh, just a rain of blood <laughs> um, coming from the elevator doors. Uh, they described it as just like a real-life scene out of The Shining. Um, and uh, there's actually some cell phone. Did you watch this, the video? I did. That's fucking it's creepy as shit. It, it looks like something from a movie, um, but it's 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 real life. This shit happened. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. A lot of fucking blood. Um, it's icky. Yeah, and it, it, it's just so much blood. Like, where did all the blood come from? Yeah, it was like, yeah. Uh, I think they said like it was. It sounded like rain, like coming down from, yeah. from the elevator door. Um, I mean, like you know, viewer beware. But there's a there's video out there if you want to check it out. It's uh, pretty grim. It's not. It's not good. But um, I guess like they don't even know what happened to him. I mean, there's only so many things that can happen in an elevator shaft that would cause somebody to bleed all of their blood. But was he in the elevator? I I think he was on top of it. That was the impression I got too. Was he up? So he was, he was a maintenance man or something, right? I guess. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Like I guess the doors were like struggling to open and close. Yeah. I mean you could see that in the video. Yeah. Like, ugh. Uh the victim was identified as uh oh, shit. Um Jose Sandoval uh Opazo. Uh sixty six year old man. Uh, Miami-Dade police are investigating. They don't know, like I said, don't know what, what happened. But, I mean, it, I think you can kind of infer what happened. He was crushed. Yeah. Somehow. I don't know exactly how. I don't know all the inner workings of an elevator that would cause that to happen. But that's probably what happened. Yeah. Or got caught in, like, a gear or something. Yeah. But, like I said, I mean, he he bled all of his blood. Pretty much, yeah. All of it. I mean, I don't want to be grim about a person, like a real person that's dead now, but he like got crushed like a grape. He got juiced. Yeah. Um, I'm I like, frankly, I'm surprised that they could identify him. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess we don't know what kind of condition his body was in. Right. But I mean, just from how much blood there was, you have to think that he was just like mangled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you get a few cuts, like... You know, even if you like cut a major artery, like you're not gonna bleed all of your blood. Yeah, really that quickly. Yeah, I mean you're gonna die before, and your heart's gonna stop pumping before all your blood is out of your body. Yeah, and this was all the blood. Well, I guess if if there is a bright side, it would be that it, he probably didn't suffer. I sure hope not. I, I would have to think that it was quick if you know there was that much blood that quickly. That just might be the worst death ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, assuming you actually like live through it. Like, what if you're like your bo- entire body was crushed except for your head? That'd be rough. That would be rough. Because <laughs> then you'd, you'd you'd think all your thoughts. You'd, you'd know what was happening, and your thoughts would be fuck, <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck. <laughs> That's what you'd be thinking. Um, yeah, so, God, poor guy. Yeah, rest in peace. Moving on. Uh, our second real-world horror story. Um, a man dressed as Pinhead robbed a gas station in Highland, California. He he was a tiny little baby Pinhead <laughs> standing a mere five foot five. He's and- like, hey, give me all your money. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he dress as like Willow or something a little more appropriate? Like, I don't think he's that short. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing a... I think Warwick uh, Davis is like three feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> Still. Um, yeah, so a little mini pinhead. He wasn't like in like the full garb with like the nipple chains or anything like that. The, the All the stuff. All the leather and... Bondage, all the creepy shit that fucking Clive Barker's into. Yeah, he was just wearing a mask, and the in the picture, the mask is kind of like deflated, <laughs> like lumpy. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably just like a fucking shitty latex mask. Oh yeah. <coughs> uh, this is not the first time that Pinhead has been in trouble with the law. Oh. <laughs> Uh, back in 2013, 19-year-old Sterling Corday Matthews was sentenced to 115 years in prison uh, after murdering a trick-or-treater on Halloween night while dressed as Pinhead. 
Uh, clearly, that guy doesn't watch a lot of movies, or he would know that he should be dressed like Michael Myers. Right. Idiot. Big dummy. Maybe he just saw White Mask. That's Michael Myers. You know Michael Myers. Yeah, well. That's him. That's that's why they put him away for 115 years. For <laughs> being <he's> stupid. stupid. <laughs> yep. Speaking of Halloween. Oh, look at that segue. Uh, uh, it looks like Dimension might be facing some trouble here. Uh, I guess there's a rumor floating around that they might be losing the rights to the Halloween franchise, which is weird. Quite weird. Because they've had it since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, what happened there? I don't I don't know. I mean, the I, don't, I wouldn't think the Weinsteins would. Just let their properties go. Yeah. You know, that's a, hold on to that. That's ours. You would think. I don't know. Bob and Harvey, what's going on? Harvey. Harvey. Yes, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, apparently, like I said, this I'm pretty sure this is all a rumor at, at this point. I believe it's been confirmed, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm um, saying... Uh, that Miramax is currently shopping the rights around Hollywood. So, you know, whoever's... The Grave Plot Films going to put in a bid. Of $20. 25 Don't worry. I got this. Okay. Big spender over here. Um. Oh, well, I guess the Weinsteins aren't involved anymore. Um. Yeah, I mean, if they took it away from them, then they wouldn't be. I mean, took it away from them. Well, I guess they own Miramax, don't they? Yeah. They own, yeah, they own Miramax, which is a part of the Weinstein Company. And Dimension is then like a subsidiary of that? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what they're doing then. Yeah, but they just don't give a fuck anymore. I, I mean, not? I guess that's fine. I mean, do we, we don't need any more Halloween movies. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're still going to get more Halloween movies. Well, sure, but I think that's probably their frame of mind. But I liked the direction they were going. What can you do? Um. Apparently, uh, Malik Akkad is still on on board as producer, though. That's something. That is something. He, not, it's not much, but he's he's been involved in other ones, right? If I remember right. I'm looking it up. Taylor's looking it up. Um, but Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton are off the project. They said, fuck this, we out. Uh, One love. Maleka Cod produced the Rob Zombie ones. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if Dunstan and uh Melton if they left voluntarily or if they were Invited to leave? <laughs> Please, guys, walk through this door. <laughs> Never come back. Yeah, uh, apparently they're starting all over, completely scrapping the recalibration and just going back to the drawing board. Uh, again. So, I mean, I, I guess that means we're going to get a, a remake. Probably. Yeah. 
I think that's how it usually goes. So you find out somebody wants to, you know, continue a story, and they're like, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're starting over. I mean, it's been, what, seven years since Rob Zombies came out? That's, Has it been that long? Since H2? I think. I meant since the first one. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, probably at least that long, yeah. So, yeah, you know, that's that's enough time for us to just start over. Yeah, why not? <sighs> Fucking. So they're rebooting people. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween again. Yeah. <sighs> Instead of just coming up with something new or, you know, continuing the series. Right. Which would be so much better. Except for, you know, Michael Myers and Jason, they have the luxury of wearing a mask. Yeah, Robert England, he just can't do it anymore. No. He's too old. Yes. So, I And you don't want to continue that shitbag Samuel Bayer story. That- no, that was fucking awful. So, I mean, I think what you got to do is just retire Freddy. Yeah. He's done. Like I said, I mean, Friday the 13th movies, as much as I love them, their plot lines are paper thin. <laughs> yeah, they're canned ham. Like, you, you can... Do anything with it. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I think that's why a lot of people didn't like the remake because it had too much story. And it's like, you know, we've talked before. It's like we we, we like it. It's not the best one by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but it's it's a decent movie. It's definitely the best Platinum Dunes movie. Yeah. Um, But uh, it's, it's, it's recyclable. Um, Freddy has to have some kind of story behind him. And so you can't just crank out shit. I mean, even though, you know, the last two of them were bad. Not counting New Nightmare. Not counting New... I don't really consider that a, fri- uh, a Nightmare though, movie, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well... Bad stuff. Speaking of Jason and Michael and Freddy and throw Leatherface in there... Uh, BloodyDisgusting.com threw out the idea of Paramount and New Line acquiring the rights and making a shared universe with all of the slashers. Fuck off. I'm so tired of this fucking shared universe bullshit. Yeah. You know... This like, f- okay, Freddy vs. Jason was cool. Yeah. But like that was like the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. And then you had Alien vs. Predator, which was not as cool. No, it was awful. And then, like, now you've got, you know, the Marvel Universe all crossing over. and But that's that's how it is in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. But just taking franchises that already existed and now saying, oh, no, they're all in the same. They're all the same. Yeah. It's like, you know, over the years, especially ever since Friday, uh, sorry, um, Freddy versus Jason. It's like, oh, let's see Michael Myers versus Pinhead. Let's see Michael Myers versus uh, Freddy or, or Michael Myers versus Jason. It's usually Michael Myers. Uh, and let's see Michael everyone- Myers versus fucking Liza Minnelli. <laughs> no, who cares? Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Nobody wants to see. Well, I guess people do want to see those, but that's dumb as shit. You know what? Michael Myers versus Pinhead. Give me a fucking break. If, if you're going to have this shared universe with all these monsters, then I want it to be like Mixtape Massacre, where they all live in the same town. <laughs> yeah. but like, And I want them to go get beers after work. <laughs> How many did you kill today? Oh, just four. 
Um, they're like, hey, Michael, how about you kill? Because he doesn't talk. Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and then Jason would just try to kill all of them. Yeah, because he doesn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, Jason, like, he doesn't get invited to parties anymore. <laughs> he, he has no self-control. Um, but like I was saying about, like, a lot of people, like, so many people over the years have said Michael Myers versus Pinhead. Are you fucking kidding me? Pinhead. How do you make that story? I don't know. What what challenge is it? Fucking Pinhead is from hell. He has hellish supernatural powers. The hell of powers. Yeah. Um, it's like Michael Myers, you know, he – they say that he keeps coming back from the dead. But I'm pretty sure that's been explained away in most movies why he's not actually dead. Um, I don't. There was the whole bullshit with the part For, six. Yeah, the the, the cult the, of Thorn. Yeah, that that's been retconned though. I mean, in in the movies after it, I think, or ignored. Ignored. I don't know if it was like officially retconned, but yeah, like when they made when they were starting to do uh, Halloween Seven, probably just like uh, I think I don't think we should do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad idea. But yeah, this whole thing was fucking stupid. Um. And thinking that Michael Myers, a human, a man, could take on Pinhead. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then people saying that Michael Myers could beat Jason. Give me a break. Yeah. Jason uh, does come back from the dead all the Uh, time. Like like a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's probably come back from the dead more than anyone. He's a pro at coming back. So Michael Myers doesn't have a fucking chance. Yeah, it's a it's a bad idea, and they should not do that. And just keep keep the entities separate. Don't do that. Keep gotta keep them separated. Yep, like the song. Da, 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 Stop, da, da, da. Stop it! Wait, no, that's the wrong song. That is the wrong song. <laughs> that's pretty clever, like that. <laughs> They're pretty similar, though. Are they? There you go. That's the one. But the the rhythm guitar is pretty similar. Yes. All right. Because it's Offspring. Their songs kind of sound alike. Basically what we're saying is listen to Offspring, keep them separated, and fuck Brad Miska. Muta. So Rob Zombie's new film, 31, uh, may not come to a theater near you. I'm pretty jazzed to see this. Uh, I can. <laughs> yes and no. Um, so the movie has been rated by the MPAA as NC-17 twice. That means it's got hella titties. They, they took it to him and they said, nope, NC-17. So they went and they cut a bunch of shit out and they took it back and they said, nope, NC-17. <laughs> So, according to Mr. Zombie, well, after two tries through the MPAA, our rating on 31 remains NC-17. Maybe three is the charm to get an R rating. Why are you ask? Well, because your local theater will not show you an NC-17. Even though you are a fucking adult, things must be censored for your enjoyment. Uh, I say no. 
I say don't cut it. Release it on VOD. Yeah, don't be a fucking pussy. Let us see what you want us to see. Yeah, you put it out on, uh, well, I don't know, maybe Comcast, probably. Uh, you, uh, PlayStation Network, iTunes, iTunes Google, Google Play. Play. All those places will fucking take your movie and take the money for yeah, it. Yeah, Voodoo. All of them. There's so many places that you could host it. There's, like, seriously so many. <laughs> uh, and... You would probably make more money doing that. Yeah? Even with a rated R movie. Because people just don't see rated R movies. That's why it's so hard to get a rated R movie made. Yeah, I, I want to see Rob Zombie's vision of this movie. I don't want to see some pussified version of Rob Zombie's idea for this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened with um, House of Thousand Corpses. I mean, like, almost the exact same thing. Yeah, they wanted to rate it NC-17. They kept, like, chopping it up, and then nobody would take it. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I, I think I think a lot of, like, the DVDs and Blu-rays are un, uh, unrated. And wasn't the whole point of crowdfunding this movie so he didn't have to answer to any studios you about think. blood and guts and shit? Yeah. And now he's fighting the MPAA over it. Yeah. If like, I did help, you not see this coming? If I help finance this movie, I'd be fucking furious because, yeah, doing crowdfunding, you're – that that's to avoid fucking bullshit like the MPAA. It has no. I mean, you know, if, if you're a listener to the Movie Crit podcast, you've heard Adam Green go on fucking rants about this multiple times. But the MPAA MPAA has no real authority on films. They act like they do, and I think a lot of people believe that they do. But they have absolutely no authority over whether or not your film gets made or distributed. It's 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 like um, it's like having something good on a college resume. They, oh yeah, we've been rated by the MPA. Yeah, sure, but you don't need it. And I like VOD is a more financially beneficial format than theaters ever were. Yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, go unrated. I mean, for, for a movie like go this, unrated. for for a big blockbuster like The Avengers, then yeah, you you want box office, right? But for a smaller movie like this, that you know, probably like it's a genre movie. It's not a wide appeal movie, right? It's made for people like us, not for you know Bobby and Sally to go on their first date. Yeah, um, yeah, this is fucking dumb. Well, according to the MPAA, the film contains sadistic graphic violence, bizarre sexuality and nudity, pervasive disturbing images, and some strong language. <laughs> some strong language. I, I like the, like, sadistic graphic violence, bizarre sexuality, and a fuck or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that if it was rated NC-17, not even a little because of the language. <laughs> Yeah, just there's no swearing in it whatsoever. <laughs> but there's bizarre sexuality, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> Maybe it's some guy with like a fucking like a strap on on his head or something. <laughs> like a fucking um, Chota boy. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like banging two chicks at once with his head and his dick, just doing <laughs> this movement. Like he's like a human double into dildo. <laughs> That would be bizarre. So, uh, yeah. How bizarre. Da, 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 Fuck the MPAA. Um, Rob, if you're listening, uh, 
Go unrated. Yeah, fuck the NBA. God damn it. You don't need them. Nobody needs them. And if everybody decides they don't need them, they'd go away. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't need fucking babysitter big brother telling you what movies to take your kids to. If you don't know what movies to take your kids to, you're a bad parent. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to protect children from NC-17 movies because they can't get into them anyway. Well, unless they sneak in. Right. Um, but that's what – for every thousand people that goes go to a movie, there's like what? One or two kids that sneak into it? Yeah. I mean, I don't – those aren't official stats. Don't quote me. But, <laughs> um, but it's, that, that being a concern is fucking ridiculous. And – any, I mean, the only difference really between NC-17 and R is R kids can get in if they have an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, like NC-17, there's absolutely no children, even right. with an adult. And, you know, any grown adult that goes to see an NC-17 movie and sits down and sees some fucking graphic violence on screen and they're surprised. They're dumb. Yeah, you, they're fucking You know idiots. what you're getting into. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't mean to see this movie. Oh, my God, breasts. Yeah. Exposed breasts. God, what a world we live in. I never. Like, no, you never, because you're a fucking virgin. <laughs> and you know what? While we're at it, theaters, fucking show NC-17 movies. We don't need you holding our hands and telling us what to do. Well, I think it's like it's just archaic mentality trying to maintain, like, the American propriety or something. I remember when I was like a little, little kid and thinking NC-17 was like, oh my God, I bet there's sex in it. Yeah. Like, but, I thought it was porn. I, yeah, thought, I thought it was just full on penetration. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking A. While we're at it, just theaters show porn. <laughs> Please. <laughs> just, just show it. I don't, no, don't do that. Those floors will be even stickier than normal. Uh, jizz floors. <laughs> Spunk floors. Hashtag spunk floors. <laughs> Throwing ropes on the walls. It's going to be a thing. We've got a new Swamp Thing comic coming our way. Pretty exciting, I imagine. For people that read Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember watching the movie. With Ray Wise. Was Ray Wise in that? Yeah, he was, he was Swamp Thing. I don't Thing remember before. it that well. He was Swamp Thing before he turned into Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. You know who loved that movie? Jeremy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I liked it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember Adrian Barbeau's fucking... Award-winning tits. <laughs> Seriously, man. I never thought she was attractive, but she's got some great knockers. Still? I don't know. <laughs> she did back then. Watch it. Great titties. All right. Do it. Watch it. Do it. Do it. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so back to the comic. Uh, it's being written and written by uh, the co-creator. of uh, His name is uh, Len Wine. Or Len is Wiener. it Ween? Wiener. Len Wiener. Uh, it's not his name. His name's not Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's being drawn by Conan and Batman artist Kelly Jones. It's being drawn by Conan and Batman? <laughs> this is the best comic ever! Um, uh, it's going to be part of a uh, six-part miniseries. Mini uh, first issue is going to be on 6th of January for two ninety nine. That's a hell of a deal. You can... That's that's less than a five dollar fill up at KFC. Yes, it is less than five dollars. You are correct. <laughs> Math. <laughs> I'm in accounting. Did you know that? <laughs> I can add numbers and and dollars. It's okay, folks. He has a computer. I can add monies. <laughs> <laughs> One monies plus two monies is is five dollars. Could be. Which is less than a fill-up. Money is, is a variable. <laughs> it could be anything. Um, synopsis of this comic. Uh, Swamp Thing returns. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Uh, the end. Swamp Thing returns in an all-new series written by his co-creator, legendary writer Len Wine. Uh, Swamp Things has... Swamp Things. Swamp, Swamp Thing. Things has... There's multiple Swamp Things. Um, Swamp Thing has received an ominous warning, and he now finds himself under attack from the forces of dark magic. These are more than just your average monsters, and there's something much worse looming around, looming on the horizon for Alec Holland. It's the Universal Monsters. They're coming to t- team up. They team up. They team up. They team up against Swamp Thing. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, actually, that'll be out. I guess that's the day this airs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, if you're into Swamp Thing, go check that shit out. So. In case we needed more streaming horror networks, we have another one. Yay. This one coming from SGL Entertainment called The Killer Channel. Uh, It's going to feature more than 40 exclusive SGL Entertainment releases, including, but not limited to... Tony, tell me if you've heard of any of these. (laughs) Nocturnal Activity? Nope. Jezebeth? Nope. Deadly Revisions? Nope. The Day of the Dead. The Day. No. No, not that one. Uh, Hellbilly. I may have heard of that one. I'm not sure. Or no, I'm thinking of uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie album. (laughs) So no. Um, Plus more than 18 of Ted V. Mickles' most classic films. I don't even know who Ted V. Mickles is. But uh, some of his classic films include The Corpse Grinders Mm. and Cauldron, Baptism of Blood. Well, Cauldron colon, Baptism of Blood. Um, Tons of killer movies that you won't find on any other platform, like Alice Sweet Alice, City of the Living Dead. There's one I've heard of. I've heard of Alice Sweet Alice. Have you? I've never watched it, but I've heard of it. Uh, As well as Eternal Evil, Deep Red. I know that one. Death Warmed Up, (laughs) Killer Nun, Last Orgy of the Third Reich. Wow. Sounds like a winner. Yeah. And many more. (laughs) And others. I don't know. What are the ones they can't name if those are the ones they do? (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, Deep Red. That was apparently the movie that my dad was watching in the waiting room while I was, while my mom was in labor. I guess. Yeah, you bought him the poster, right? Yeah, yeah. Got a yeah, got him a poster of it at uh, Crypticon. Which is that the? St- I thought the story was that's what you were conceived to. No. Dad was just like, hey, let's watch, let's watch this horror movie. According to my dad, I've and been mom like, was like, ah! and like did that thing that girls do in movies where they go like this. <laughs> yeah, that. You know, they like they put their leg up on the guy's leg and then they like put their hand on his chest and they're like, oh my God, I'm so scared. And he's like, don't worry, I'll protect you. <laughs> this is the courtship of my parents. <laughs> I'm trying to paint a very vivid picture of your parents getting ready to copulate. <laughs> uh, don't worry, you can't do a worse job than they do themselves. So <laughs> according to my parents, I've been conceived about 10 different ways. So... <laughs> Including in the butt. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> My parents like to fuck with me. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, many of the movies are in full HD, but there's also a collection of movies straight from VHS. Oh, sold. <laughs> That's what I want. Uh, yeah, if, if you do want it, like Tony... <laughs> It, it'll, I'm so ready. It'll cost you three ninety nine a month, or save yourself three bucks a month, or one dollar a month by buying a yearly membership for thirty six dollars, and you get a three day free trial. Bonus three days. Uh, you can sign up at thekillermoviechannel.com. It doesn't sound that killer. <laughs> To be honest. Not not really. No. Okay. But it exists in a world. It's a it's a thing that they have done to us. Um Okay, remains. Wow, that was all of our news. Okay. Um not much this time. No, it's been a slow. We even talked of weeks. about bullshit that we didn't care about, like the fucking killer channel. Yeah. <laughs> <and> still <laughs> Um David Fincher is developing a serial killer drama called Mindhunter for um, Netflix. That's Mind. I realized I said it too quickly. It sounded like Mindhunter. Based on Minesweeper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on the 1996 nonfiction book, Mindhunter. Note that the TV show is called Mindhunter, and the book is called Mindhunter. Yes. There's a space there. Two words. Um, inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit. Uh, and it was co-written by former FBI special agent John Douglas. Oh, I know him. You do? No. Oh. <laughs> He's my neighbor. <laughs> um, uh, the pilot was written by Dexter showrunner Scott Buck and directed by Fincher. So that's not bad. Yeah. I heard they'd been, uh, shopping this around and had had a, a tentative deal with HBO, but it fell through. Really? Well, I mean, Netflix is <laughs> Netflix is the wave of the future. Um, ain't no shame in getting your show on Netflix. More people probably watch it that way. It's true. Um, uh, it's being uh, EP'd by Charlize Theron. That's interesting. It's, yeah, it's a random name. Uh, there's been no word on whether or not she's going to actually star in it or not. Um, 
But uh, just, that, you know, that would help. It occurred to me that I don't really know what this movie's about or this show's about, <laughs> other than you know, elite serial crime unit. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah, not not a lot of details. I suppose if you've read the book, you know, but I haven't, so I don't. Mind Hunter. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, and James Franco is remaking the 1996 cult classic Mother May I Sleep with Danger, starring Tori Spelling. Oh, God. Um, he wrote a story for it, which was adapted into a script by Amber Coney, who wrote Class, which is a, something. It's something. Um, Franco is set to executive produce, and Melanie Aitkenhead will direct. That's not a good last name. I don't know who that is either. Um, the original, as I said, starred Tori Spelling as a young woman with a dangerous and obsessive boyfriend. Uh, this, by the way, is going to be on Lifetime. Good. Because, like, listen to the description. A young woman with a dangerous and obsessive boyfriend. That's every movie on Lifetime. It also sounds like uh, Fear. Yes, it does. Yep. Yep, that. <laughs> Marky Mark. Hitting I remember himself. seeing that movie. That was like his first movie, right? I don't know. Maybe. I remember him being very bad in it, and I was like, he's never going to make it as an actor. <laughs> yeah, fucker, prove me wrong. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Now he's flipping burgers with his dad. And his former boy band brother. <laughs> Actually, I guess he's not really former. Aren't they still? Touring? I think they're back together. Yeah, yeah. with Backstreet Boys. Oh, 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 oh. The right. I thought you were going to come in on that. <laughs> the white stuff. <laughs> Spookums. Uh, Weird Al did a parody of that song. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Oreo. Yep. What's in the middle? The, the white, white stuff. stuff. Um. Yep. Okay. Uh. Some more shit about Alien Covenant. 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 Um. Oh God! Is this another? in case anyone still cares? Uh, costume designer Janty Yates. Wow. Okay. That sounds like a like a British slang for something. <laughs> like, I don't know what, but like it sounds like a name of like a very fancy gay guy. <laughs> and he's British. It's probably British. It's a woman. It's a woman. Okay. Well, she's probably British, but I'm imagining just a gay guy. <laughs> uh kind of like a British Tim Gunn. Okay. <laughs> uh, she says, it's not so much of a space suit movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, she said that the android David, played by Michael Fassbender, will keep the same look from the first film. There are two different spacesuits in it. Wow, we're really just digging <laughs> bottom of the barrel for news, aren't we? This was reported on multiple sites. Fuck, who gives a shit? Uh, there are two different spacesuits in it. We are only carrying one look from Prome- carrying on one look from Prometheus, which is 
with David. The new suits have been called reinvented. She also said that the movie will take place uh, 10 years after Prometheus, which right. would set it around 2103 or 04. Yeah. In case anyone cares. Not me. No one on this couch. Uh, A&E has released a trailer for Damien, which we've talked about on the show before, uh, starring Bradley James as Damien, the Antichrist from The Omen. Uh, the TV show is set 25 years after the film, so not present day, apparently. I guess. I read something that it, it's supposed to be set 40 years after the original movie. Has it been 40 years since yeah. the movie came out? But um, now it's 25? I, I read from different sources, so I don't know who to believe. But the fact is that Bradley James is 35 years old and – The kid was what, 12? He was five in oh, the shit, first really one. Oh, sure. Yeah. But that was 1976. So 71. Uh, it's been 44 years. Yeah. He needs to be about 10 years, years older. Yeah. The guy looks like he's our age, but he's playing somebody, somebody fucking 10 years older. No. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. You know, we're 40 year olds playing 17 year olds. Right. It's like, you know, when you, when you're an actor, you probably got like a good, you know, five year age bracket. That you could probably fit in, mm-hmm. you know, one way or the other. If you, you know, younger if you take care of yourself, older if you don't. Um, but no, this is bullshit. <laughs> and I'm guessing it's because a fucking 45-year-old middle-aged man is not sexy enough. Oh, well, I'm sure. Uh, but the, the show follows the film canon with the synopsis being that the adult life of Damien Thorne, the mysterious child from the 1976 film who has grown up seemingly unaware of the satanic forces around him, Haunted by his past, Damien must now come to terms with his true destiny that he is the Antichrist, the most feared man throughout the ages. And so this seems to me like it's like it's retconning the sequels. Sounds like it. It's being run by Glenn Mazzara, isn't it? Yes, it is. So I don't think it's going to be bad. I mean, I've been wrong before, but it could be good. It'll be cool. <laughs> and, you know, I've seen the guy, Bradley James. I've seen him in other things. He's not a bad actor. So, whatever. For this trailer, where can people see it? Uh, I think you pull it up on YouTube. Or if you look on the genre sites, I'm pretty sure they all have it. Yeah, maybe A&E's website. Probably. Um, it doesn't really show you a whole lot. I mean, there's not a lot of dialogue in it. It's mainly just like these flashing scary images. Ooh, creepy. Um, but it like it shows you a part like he returns to his childhood home, you know that big fucking estate that they lived mm-hmm. in, and there's actually a picture of uh, like Gregory Peck. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it it is. It's not just the film canon; it's actually a sequel of the film. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see. We'll, we will see. He's definitely not old enough. I'll reiterate that. Anyway, so that's going to do it for horror business. Um, that's it. We don't have an interview. Nope. Um, we tried. Yeah, we we're still working on it. Apparently, there's I don't know being I don't want to say ignored, but the people that we're trying to get in touch with they're probably pretty busy. So yeah, it's 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 a cool interview. 
Yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that it does come through because it would be very cool. Yeah. I'm, if we can make it happen, I'm really excited about it. So, um, but anyway, so no interview today. Um, maybe next week. I don't think we have it. Or not next week, but next episode. I don't think we have anything set up currently, but I don't think so. We'll work on it. Yeah. Um, so I guess that just leaves us with our reviews. All right, so two movies, as usual. Which one do you want to do first? I want to do... Let's do Some Kind of Hate first. Okay. What did you do to get here? Usual bad girl stuff. (laughs) Would you like to tell us why you're here? No. I don't deserve to be here. I heard about you. Is that a good thing? They're not bad kids. They're just a little lost. (laughs) I think it's cool, you know? I needed that kid to get some here. People get what they deserve. I just want to skip to the part where you freak out. We attune ourselves to the desert, to the earth, and to the sky. I'm trying to find out about a girl who used to go here. Moira Carp. What happened to her? She killed herself. She was evil. I've seen her. You've come here to destroy the impulses that got you here. I can't help you no more, Jack. Something bad is happening here. You're scaring me, Krauss. Yeah, you should be scared. We made a terrible mistake. I just hope there's something out there that can forgive us. You're not gonna die. All right, so Some Kind of Hate is a 2015 supernatural film about Lincoln, Lincoln Taggart, who is your stereotypical emo kid. Uh, I don't think he's really like an emo kid. You think he's just like this fucking doom and gloom metal kid. Okay, so he's an emo metal kid. Sure, let's let's say that. Yeah, he, like, he likes to, to draw, and he always draws, you know, like, Dark things, grave, and then he listens to to death metal because it makes him think of driving a tank over a pile of skulls, and it's the only thing that makes him feel like not driving his head through a wall. He's so tough, man. He's fucking brutal. And then he gets his ass kicked on the regular. Yeah, by everyone. Uh, <laughs> like most emo metal kids in movies, he gets teased by a bully. Note note the, <clears throat> that you said. In movies. Yes. The kind of shit that he goes through just – I don't think that happens in real life like, I, ever. Yeah. I i mean maybe in some places but it never happened to me when I was in school. And Yeah, me neither. I never even saw it I was happen. never like a metal kid or an emo kid. But 
No, but I like I had plenty of like fucking weird kids or you know antisocial kids. Never once did I even hear a, a rumor of a fight going on. We just like somebody just picking on someone for for the hell of it. Yeah. Or, I mean, people got picked on. I mean, they were assholes, of course. But sure. Like just straight out like physical shit. Like at one point, uh, there's a douchebag that he goes to school with. Like, uh, he spills his milk on the ground and then like grabs him by the back of his head and throws his face down into the ground, tells him to start drinking the milk. It's like that shit doesn't happen like ever. This isn't the fucking fifties with like these greasers, like, <laughs> like assaulting some little nerdy kid. This is bullshit. Like, I mean, I, I grew up in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And you know, you, you would think that in a place like that, that's you know, completely monochromatic where everyone looks the goddamn same. Yeah. That if there was anyone who was even a little bit different, they were going to get picked on. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, my wife. I mean, yeah, we, we had kids that dyed their hair black and, you know, wore black all the time and listened to gloom metal and. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, there was no shortage of people talking shit about them. Right. Yeah. Behind their back, they'd be like, you know, oh, that kid's fucking weird. But they wouldn't, you know, go up and just start flicking it his ear or something just to pick on it. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. That shit didn't happen. Uh, I mean, like, uh, my wife, she went to high school out in a similar area to yours, um, where apparently people were a lot more close minded. Um, she, like she, like she was a member of like the, the gay straight Alliance. And they did like a gay, uh, like a day of silence. Um, where, you know, everybody involved would not say a word for an entire day to kind of do like a thing of solidarity with, you know, like the silence that gay people have to go through. Um, or, you know, the, 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 basically just the persecution of, of homosexuals. Um, and I guess they're like, I don't remember if she said if anybody was actually physically assaulted, but there was like a lot of threats a lot of um, name calling and just overall bullying going on. Hmm. And like, I think her principal, this surprised the hell out of me that this actually happened in a world um, that her principal actually, like I think told them that they would be suspended or something. If they continued on with it, acted like they were the ones at fault for causing all the trouble. Wow. I mean, that, that's the kind of I mean, shit. That, it does happen. I mean, you got, you know, stories like Matthew Shepard and stuff that obviously, sh- you know, it does happen. Sure. But come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, Lincoln gets teased for being a quiet kid mm-hmm. who, you know, dresses in black and stuff. Um, so one day he snaps and he fucking fork stabs this guy in the head. <laughs> that's what you get, Charlie. <laughs> you get you fork stabbed. Yeah, in the fucking head. Yeah. Like, just missed his eye, too. Yeah, that's what I thought at first. I thought he stabbed him right in the eye. Yeah, it looked like it was, like, in the cheek or in the temple, The temple, yeah. Which, that could kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, So he gets sent away to the Mind's Eye Academy, which is a special bad kid school in the middle of the desert with Noah Segan Segan and Josh Ethier. Right. What was Josh Ethier's purpose? Driver? Oh, yeah, but a chauffeur? He, was, he was there for 30 goddamn seconds and then drove away and never came back. I don't know. It, it seemed like he was kind of like a hired hand. Based, like 
He said like 50 bucks for each kid he drives out or something. Hmm. I just kept expecting him to come back and he just never did. He was the editor on the project. So I think the project said, hey, Josh, you're on set. Hop in. (laughs) Saddle up. I guess so. So he goes to the school and uh, guess what? Gets bullied. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so unrealistic. (laughs) He gets punked by some black dude who he's never spoken to before. Yeah. Just because he's new. Yeah. And that guy was in Fear the Walking Dead. And he was like the nicest fucking person in the world in that show. <laughs> he was the girl's boyfriend. Right? Yeah. 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 Just never says a fucking word to him until he comes up with his fucking two buddies and starts picking on him. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny that the guy that had the big Nazi cross tattoo on his neck was friends with the black guy. Yeah. I was like, I, like, for some reason I had this image of that guy playing a nice guy in my head. But I looked up the stuff that he's been in and he always plays a dick. So I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, and like backtracking a little, the, the very beginning of the movie starts out with, you know, cliche Lincoln's home life is, you know, his abusive drunk father. Did you recognize him? Yeah. It was fucking turd burglar, Leatherface guy that was talking shit about Gunnar Hansen. Yes. Yeah, uh, Andrew Brenner. Andrew Brenner. 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 Andrew. That's what, that's what he should be called. Uh, yeah. It's funny because he said that nobody gives a shit about Gunnar Hansen dying. And you know what? Gunnar Hansen hasn't been Leatherface for 30 years. And nobody can remember your name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're probably going to break that streak of not being Leatherface. Well. He's, I'm saying he's not going to be Leatherface ever again. No, no. That was my point. He's obviously no. not going to break the streak because Gunnar Hansen's streak is going to continue forever. Right. He's not going to become like the face of Gunner, of uh, Leatherface. Right. The face of Leatherface. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It works. So back to Mind's Eye Academy. Uh, uh, God. <laughs> Got to keep going back to this. Uh, what Was his name Willie? Who? The black guy? Um. Yep. Yeah, so he uh, he he's teasing Lincoln, and finally, um, Caitlin, who is this girl that has taken a shine to Lincoln, Grace Phipps, she is just a treat for the eyes. She's in quite a few genre movies. Yeah, she was in Tales of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I see her, I keep thinking I recognize her like more than I actually do, and I just realize she she, she looks like. Um, I don't know. She looks like she could be like Melissa McBride's twin sister or something. Because she's got similar features. But much younger. Well, she, okay. Maybe just her sister then. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, she tells Lincoln that, you know, you got to nut up and you got to just beat the shit out of him. Bad advice. <laughs> uh <laughs> And, but, and then she specifically tells him, too, like, you got to do it in front of his friends. So they send a message. <laughs> that goes about as well as expected. Now, have you ever been in a fucking fight in your life? That's, like, the worst thing to do. <laughs> yeah, as expected. He punches Willie in the face. His friends grab him and hold him so Willie can kick his ass. They may act like a pack of dogs, but they're not actually a pack of dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to stand up for their boy. Right. Not that they need him to. Because Willie kicks the shit out of Lincoln. 
Well, I mean, the only reason he gets the first punch in is because sucker punch. Maltese cross dude holds him. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I think he probably would have done it anyway. Yeah, probably. He seems like he was a little more, uh, a little more athletic, a little bit better shape than Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, Although Lincoln, for being like this antisocial little doom and gloom emo kid, he was in surprisingly good shape. Yeah. And his hair looked ridiculous. Like he had like, you know, this long ish hair that, you know, part down the middle. He had like a Danzig hairdo. Kinda. But um it didn't fit him. Like it, no, it didn't. Like not. you could tell that he doesn't usually wear this kind of hairstyle. Yeah. And like if you look at his fucking IMDB Look at this kid. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he looks like a fucking Abercrombie model. He does. It's true. You're supposed to believe that he's getting picked on. Fuck off. But he's getting pussy. <laughs> he's getting pussy. <laughs> Grace Fifth's pussy. Yep. It's like even as, <laughs> as much of a loner and a nerd getting picked on as he is, he's crushing. Yeah. <laughs> She's so into him for some fucking reason. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, fuck me. <laughs> she walks up to him with her legs spread. Picture that. It's like a crab walk. <laughs> no, that doesn't actually happen. I was going to say, what? When did that happen? I don't remember that. But so Lincoln uh, goes into this room. What I don't know what that was. It was like a bomb shelter or something. It looked like some kind of st- Ugh, shit. Uh, I don't know, storage shit or something. Something like that, yeah. And uh, he just starts saying, I wish they were all dead. I wish they were all dead. I wish they were all dead. Which apparently is the magical incantation. (laughs) 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 Which summons the ghost of Moira. Moira, Wendy, Angela, Darling. (laughs) No, no. With Moira Carp. Yeah. God, if that is a name that fucking... Makes men shake in their boots. <laughs> um, Makes men's blood run cold. Beware the wrath of Moira Carp. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so yeah, the ghost of Moira comes back and uh, starts exacting revenge on Lincoln's behalf. And uh, the way that she does it is kind of cool. At first. it's. I mean, it's not something I've ever seen. She... I, I guess in life she was a cutter. So she cuts herself and then the wounds are inflicted on whoever she chooses. It's kind of like if you watched American Horror Story Coven, it's kind of like Precious. She's like she's like a human voodoo doll. Yeah. She inflicts the pain on herself, but it's reflected onto the person she's directing it to. But which I couldn't tell if it was hurting her or not. Sometimes it seemed like it was, and other times it seemed like it was just NBD. Well, she was dead. Right. I mean, it shouldn't, in theory. <laughs> in theory. But sure. there were times where it seemed like it was. Yeah, I think a lot of theory about this movie was kind of thrown out the window. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, you know, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, so I guess we'll just kind of end the synopsis there. Um, I got the impression you didn't like it. No. This movie was so bad. I could not pay attention to it. 
I kept losing interest no matter how hard I tried. I like I think the last 10 15 minutes of the movie I didn't even look at the screen. I was just listening to it. Um I definitely don't think it was so bad. Uh it wasn't particularly good. Um we did talk about the ending before we started recording because I wanted to get your opinion on it in a spoiler-free mentality. And we both agree that the the ending makes no goddamn sense. No. For several reasons, which obviously we won't get into. Um, but yeah, up until that, I thought like, I, I like the idea of that. She, you know, cuts herself and it inflicts damage on other people. But at the same time, the social commentary in this movie is so heavy handed. Yeah. Like we get it. Bullying is bad. Yeah. And then <laughs> we get it. It's like, is it, is the social commentary on bullying or is it on masochism? Or is it both? Both, I guess. I guess it's kind of like masochism based on bullying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's some kind of commentary on yeah people cutting themselves. I mean, right? That's that's the way that a lot of teenagers tend to deal with stress and um and I mean and that's a, that's a real thing. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. being sugarcoated. I mean, kids they will cut them. I. I can't wrap my mind around it. I mean, it's it's the same as um, you know somebody who's studied psychology will tell you it's pretty pretty much the same as like anorexia and bulimia. It's it's something that they can control and something that they can. Um, well, yeah, there's a character in the movie that even says like I I cut myself to control the pain or something, something yeah, along those exactly. lines. Um, just like yeah, like I said, anorexia and bulimia. Um, they I can't even imagine like being diabetic and having to prick my finger. <laughs> wow, yeah, but I mean that's just something you get used to, I guess. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, so there's definitely some, like you said, really heavy-handed commentary about that. Um, but it's it's not it's it's really unfocused. Yeah, like I feel there there's other horror movies that have tackled the same issue. In a better way, mm-hmm. like Carrie. Sure, yeah. It feels like this movie kind of took the ideas that Carrie revolved around and tried to just supplement them into another story. I feel, yeah, uh, yeah in a way. I don't know. I thought that this movie is anything like Carrie. I don't want to give you that impression, but just, sure. just the the theme of Carrie mm-hmm. is very similar. Um, this was. I, I think misguided in its attempt to um, use use cutting as some kind of um, weapon. Because I mean that's, that's essentially what, what it was: is Moira used cutting herself with a razor blade as a weapon to hurt others. Yeah. I feel like that's sending the wrong message. Good point. <laughs> yeah, like if if your message is, you know, that it it's this anti-bullying thing and now you're basically saying to people who are bullied that if you cut yourself you take the power away from them. Right. Yeah, that does send the wrong message. I hadn't put that together, but that is an excellent point. Yeah, I'm just like why are they doing something that you're trying to discourage kids from doing? And making it look like it can, uh, you know, bring you justice. 
Yeah. And, you know, there's... But, I mean, I, on the flip side of that coin, you do have that everything she does to herself is also inflicted onto someone else. Sure. So, you know, she'll cut her wrists and someone will just burst open and start bleeding. Yeah. Um, so it, it does still show the dangers of it at the same time. But, yes, I do agree with your point. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it was intentional to, to do that, but it was definitely... I'm sure it wasn't. Yeah. Um, that's... Something that can be inferred from it, I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this movie just had so much wrong with it. Like it was just a dumb story. It was a dumb script. Um, dumb characters, especially Lincoln. Oh my God, Lincoln was the worst. I did not care for Lincoln. Like, and Ronan Rubinstein, I thought did not do a good job. I thought his acting was subpar. His like when he talks, he talks like this, like all the time, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and, and like, it, oh my god, nobody talks like that. Yeah, he he's he doesn't emote at all. He's he's acting like a depressed kid. Like he's he's not conveying that he is a depressed kid. He's acting like one. Yeah, and it's just it's basically you took one emotion that should be a part of this character and you made it that character. Yeah. And then like, you got Spencer Breslin, right, doing his that fucking that dumb thing all over the place. That poor bastard man, he got the shit into the jeans. <laughs> yeah, he did. Because you know Abigail Breslin, she got pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer Breslin did not. Still looks like he's ten years old. Yeah, he still got like baby fat. Yeah, he's got no chin. <laughs> he's got no jawline. And he it's held- not even necessarily that he's fat. It's just he has. A very weak chin. <laughs> but he is fat. Not like obese, but he's chubby. He's, he's, he's husky. There you go. <laughs> and he's also not a very good actor. Not really, no. Of course, um, neither is Abigail Breslin. I said it. I know you said it. I still don't care. <laughs> um, good gore, though. I suppose. There's a lot of CGI. Was it? The cuts just magically appearing on somebody's leg? Yeah, that's CGI. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, those parts, yeah. I don't know. I thought that, that it, it looked good. Could have been worse, I guess, but I don't know. Lots, hard to, lots of blood. There was a lot of blood. I mean, that's that was like the main theme, like blood, just everywhere. Always blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there was, you know, other things besides cutting that she would do to inflict damage on other people. Um, one part that I thought was really cool, and I, I guess it's kind of a spoiler to say it, but it just spoils this one moment, but like somebody hits her with a bottle and it's like, as soon as the bottle breaks over her head, the person that's hitting her, it also mm-hmm. shows up on their head. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh shit, you can't do anything to her. Cause it's going to fuck you up too. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you had Noah Segan hamming it up all over the place. Oh, man. I forgot that he was such a bad actor. <laughs> like, I remember the first time I'd ever noticed that he was a bad actor when I was when I saw Dead Girl. I think yeah. it may have been the first thing I'd ever seen him in. That was the first thing I ever saw him in. He was so bad in that. <laughs> like, oh, like, I thought the other guy was bad. Well, they were both bad. The other guy was worse. That's for sure. Um, and I saw him again in something. I can't remember what it was. 
doesn't matter. Um, but no, Sagan was bad. And everything else I've seen him in, he had like a very minor role. So yeah. it was hard to notice, but not he's good. A, he's a little over the top. He's got to learn to bring it down a notch. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to be, you don't have to go at 10 all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like, especially the scene where he was like, we need to get out of here. It's like, I realize this is a very emotional moment, but you're still just like way too high. Yeah. It, uh. I don't know what's going on with this movie, man. There's so many poor decisions. And then the end just fell apart. Dumb ending. Dumb, dumb, dumb ending. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. And then there was a stinger, which leads you to believe that the idea of a sequel is possible. I don't know if that's in the cards. I don't know where they could possibly go that wouldn't be the exact same movie. This movie came out this year, and it's on Netflix. Probably not going to see a sequel. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying they left the door open. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a plan. I, I think it was just like a final fright kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's there. Well, I don't know. Any more to say about this? Uh, not really. Okay. Well, um, what did you think of the girl that played Moira as an actress? Um. Mediocre. She was Sierra McCormick. Yeah, she was. She was over the top, but I mean, everybody else was too. Yeah, like it was just her. The way she presented her character was just bad. But like I said, every uh, everybody else was bad too, so didn't really notice. So no, no better or worse than anyone else. No, she she fit right in. But I, the the character was dumb. Um, the concept was dumb. She's supposed to be like some vengeful spirit. That's dumb. It, I didn't like it, how she like clinged on to whoever summoned her. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm doing it for you. I love you. And it's like, you've never fucking met me. Yeah. And then she like seems like she jumps to a different person. Mm-hmm. But then she's not with that person it's it, it's like genie from Aladdin <laughs> when Jafar steals him from uh steals a lamp from Aladdin and then suddenly he's Aladdin's or suddenly he's, he's Jafar's genie uh but then once they defeat Jafar then uh he's back to being Aladdin's genie <laughs> yep. that's exactly what happens though tell me I'm wrong I can't <laughs> It's so dumb. Well, but, but he does tell her, like, I don't need you anymore or whatever the, yeah. the magic words are. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> he kept reciting it like it was some kind of mantra. Yeah. Like he had read in a book that that's how you defeat yeah. her. Just tell her you don't need her anymore. That was like his serenity now. There's <laughs> Hoochie Mama. Hoochie Mama! Um, and, yeah. Just a dumb story, dumb concept. Well, that's not fair. The concept was okay. It was just not done well at all. Um, and bad, just a bad, bad cast from all angles. Um, like, nobody was good in this. Not one single person. <laughs> um, and, the, you know, the movie's not even a half hour, hour and a half long. And like I said, 
I was, <laughs> my wife was sitting here, wa- not really watching it with me, but she was here on the couch, and I just groaned, and she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh God, this is only fifteen minutes in. I already want to turn it off." <laughs> so that's not fair. <laughs> anyway, um, bad movie. This movie sucked so many donkey dicks. I give this a score of five donkey dicks, which equates to a grave plot podcast. Uh, let's say two. All right. Um, I disagree to an extent. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and like talk up this movie and talk about how great it is. There's nothing to say. But I don't think that it was like this horribly painful movie to watch. It had its moments. It had a good deal of blood. It, uh, like you said, it's people are over the top, but it's like everyone is over the top, so you almost forget. Guess. (laughs) Or it just becomes too stressful to watch. Like I felt my anxiety level rising because I'm watching this fucking movie. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was decent, not great. Not really good. Um, I'll give it a four. All right. <clears throat> okay, so the next movie we have on the slate is another 2015 movie. Um, came out in October? I think so. Uh, it's Scout's Guide. I almost said Scout's for Zombies. Scout's Guide. To the zombie apocalypse. A scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse. How to earn your wildlife badge. Okay. Don't Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. How to earn your photography badge. Oh my God. Carter, let's go! I got you. I don't think they were real. Carter, stop agitating them. What? I need a new profile pic. A Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. How to earn your fire building badge. <laughs> Sorry, I set you on fire, Scout Leader Rogers. Okay. All right. Dude, there's like nobody here. A Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. How to earn your emergency readiness badge. Extra large. Really? I'm a grower. Okay. I just think it's going to be pretty embarrassing when it's loose and hanging off. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. How to earn your self-defense badge. All right, Scouts, let's kick some zombie ass. All right, so this movie, it's about Boy Scouts, but not the Boy Scouts of America. Did you notice that? No. 
Were you ever in Boy Scouts? No. Oh, okay. I, mean, I didn't notice they ever said Boy Scouts. I always thought they just said Scouts. They just said Scouts, yeah. But, you know, when you hear Scouts, you assume Boy Scouts. But they definitely weren't. Like, the, their uniforms were completely different. There were yeah. some fake Scouts. Probably, and I'm just guessing here, <laughs> that the organization that didn't want gay uh, gay Scouts would not allow their name to be in this movie. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it's just a guess. Like you said, you, you said you almost called it Scouts vs. Zombies. That was the original name. Yeah. Um, then they changed it. Wasn't this supposed to have Patrick Schwarzenegger in it? Was it? I could swear it was. I don't know. But it doesn't now. <laughs> um, no, this movie is about uh, three Scouts. Uh, ben, is it Goody or Gowdy? I don't know. Uh, ben, I don't remember ever hearing it. Ben, Carter, and Augie. Um Ben, he's kind of like the leader. Yeah, kind of like the de facto leader, the one you kind of like automatically assume is like the main character. But he's the he's the quiet kind of goody two shoes guy. Yeah. Um, and then there's Carter, who's like the just the foul asshole, the party dude. Yeah, the cool guy. Um, Did you notice his hat? Misfits. Yeah. Yeah. And then the movie is some kind of hate. Tie in. Uh, we did that on purpose. Yes. Um, and then Augie, he's like the the comic relief, basically. Yeah. Like he's well, they're all kind of the comic relief. But Augie, he's like the dopey. He's the one you laugh at, right? He's like the dopey fat guy, and he's really into being a scout. That's like his like his number one in life. They're like what sixteen. Well, they said they're going into the junior, junior year, year, so like a sixteen or seventeen around there, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and so Ben and Carter they want to quit Scouts. They've wanted to quit Scouts for years, but apparently, like Augie's dad died, and I think they used to he maybe used to be their Scout leader. I didn't. I didn't catch that. I, I could be wrong. I'm not sure, but Augie's dad died, and so he got he re- dived really deep into scouts and became all about it. Like his scout shirt is covered in patches, um, or badges, badges, badges. Um, I could use some stinking patches. Uh, bubble boy, immunities. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, immunities? Um, Frank Gyllenhaal's best performance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, callbacks. Gotta love them. Um, yeah, they don't know how to tell Augie that they want to quit because, you know, they're high schoolers. Scouts has become an embarrassing thing. Um, and they want out, but they don't know how to tell Augie because he's still super into it. So they're going, planning to tell him after his big camp out where he's getting his Condor badge, which I guess is like the... It's the golden sim- grave of scout badges. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so they're going on this camp out with their pack leader, or their troop leader, uh, played by David Keckner. Played by the crow. The crow. <laughs> Um, in a bad toupee. 
Yeah. Well, was it was it bad? I guess it wasn't that bad because I was try- I was trying to figure out if like I was like I know that's a toupee. Am I supposed to know that's a toupee? Right. It's like you know Keckner's fucking bald as a bowling ball. Right. But is, does that look bad? I mean, I guess no. I guess no. It doesn't. If it if doesn't. I didn't know he was bald, but I know that was a wig, <laughs> I probably would have thought it was. It was a little too quaffed. Yes. But not enough to where I would have. I wouldn't have been like, wow, that's a wig. Yeah. Wig! Wig (laughs) Wig alert! Wig alert! Whoop! Whoop! Ladies! (laughs) Police Academy. (laughs) Reference humor is the best kind of humor. That's how how we do our podcast, this (laughs) this little show that we do. (laughs) We don't write our own jokes for these other people. (laughs) We're like the Carlos Mencia of podcasting. (laughs) The Dane Cook of podcasting. (laughs) We take other people's jokes and do them louder. <laughs> um, they've also been invited to a party by Carter's sister, who is, I assume, a senior. They said it's the super secret senior party. Right. But it's like it's the summer. They're going into their junior year. I don't know if that means upcoming seniors or graduated seniors. Probably upcoming. That would, would make more sense. Think, yeah. Um. But it's a, like it's an abandoned like community center. Rec center, yeah. Okay, um, and uh, yeah. So uh, Carter's sister, Kendall, invites them, and her boyfriend Chad Chaddington. Yep. <laughs> I don't even remember his actual name. Um, Something stupid. But he gives them a fake address, so you know that plays out later in the movie. Uh, and then, oh, and I guess I kind of missed the precursor here. It there's a janitor played by the dude from Workaholics, Blake. Yeah, the dude with the long curly hair and the mustache, the creeper stash for some reason. Um, I wonder if he just has that mustache to kind of round out his look. I guess so. <laughs> anyway, he's a janitor, and he accidentally re- revives a zombie and. It's it's in a this medical lab, you know, pretty much basic zombie movie starting points. Patrick Schwarzenegger is in this. Oh, he's Chad Chaddington. Wait, that's not this guy. I don't know. Okay, well, Patrick Schwarzenegger is apparently in this as a character that neither of us remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were looking. I'm working on it. Okay. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, zombie apocalypse. Uh, Carter and Ben, right? Yes. <laughs> um, they meet just the fucking leggiest goddamn blonde I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Denise, who apparently went to their high school, dropped out, and now she works at the strip club. Lawrence of Labia. Labia. Like... Yeah, you know, the thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you notice how? Like I said, she was leggy, but she was like a fucking Amazon man. Not Amazon man, <laughs> but she was an Amazon comma, comma man. man. <laughs> yes. I was stunned. And she had some 
some big old knockers. Yeah, she did. Never get to see him though. Womp. Spoiler alert. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that like in the in the trailer, if you look like the 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 rating, where it tells you why it was rated the way it was, I'm pretty sure it says like graphic nudity in it. It wasn't really graphic. Not particularly. I mean, you had the the stripper. He couldn't even see anything because it was dark, and yeah. she kept fucking moving around. And then you had the one other zombie. Yeah the 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 hot cop. With yeah, the, with the giant titties. Giant titties. Yeah. And then Carter makes sure to get a selfie. Get with a him. handful of them. A couple handfuls. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just then he just runs. <laughs> he does it. I touch them. <laughs> I think they're fake. Um. So I mean that that's that's the plot. I mean, zombie apocalypse. Their town's been evacuated. And you didn't so- even really get to the zombie part yet, though. I didn't. No. Zombies take over the town. There you go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and I guess they don't really they don't know that it's happened because they've been out in the woods. But the entire town's been evacuated uh, already. Like everybody's already gone. <laughs> Except for the scouts, um, Denise, and what appears to be the entire senior class of their high school. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, yeah. Thoughts? Uh, okay, so... As far as the comedy parts of it, I didn't think it was that funny. No. There were a couple parts that made me kind of chuckle. Yeah. No big laugh out loud moments. No. And, uh, you know, I love a good dick and fart joke, but I thought the humor was a little juvenile. It it really was. It was like actual jokes that you'd hear fucking teenage scouts make. Which I guess is... You know, that's the point. Good, I guess. <laughs> it wasn't funny. No, like it's, you know, it's poop jokes, mm-hmm. which a good poop joke can be funny. Yeah. But like, I took a poop. That's not a joke. Yeah. I think it, the, it smelled bad. That's not a joke. Still not a joke. The actual jokes themselves and the things that people said, they weren't really all that funny most of the time. Like you said, occasionally you get a good chuckle. But no, no more than that. The funnier things in the movies were the sight gags. Mm-hmm. Um, even those, not laugh out loud funny, I guess. Like there's a point where they're trying to jump out of a window onto a trampoline. <laughs> because that's something you do without breaking a leg. Um, and uh, Ben starts falling and just grabs onto whatever he can. Happens to be the dick of some old man zombie. Just, it just stretches. Yeah. Until it breaks. Just, <laughs> but yeah. it stretches. And then he's just got like a handful of dick. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. And then they take it too far. He goes, oh, it throws it. It lands right in a zombie's mouth. Yeah. Come on. It's like, way to phone that one in. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a couple things that was like, it would be funny. And then they would keep going. It's like, okay, now you've ruined it. Right. Like... The, the old lady zombie, she she loses her dentures. Oh, Cloris Leachman, yeah. Yeah. Mama. And uh, so she's like, and, and then she 
grabs Carter, pulls his pants down, and starts gumming at his ass. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, old lady zombie gumming at someone? That's funny. Zombie biting someone's ass? That's funny. Together? They're not that funny. <laughs> Cancel each other out. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about the zombies in general? I think they looked okay. They looked okay. The way they acted? A um, little too sentient for me. This Okay, let's get into the pretentious asshole part of it here. Yeah, but I mean... Pretentious okay. zombie fan alert. Um, they ran, which of course, you know, big no-no. And they ran like f- on all fours like fucking gorillas too. What was too. that? I don't know. It was just one of them. Yeah, it was just one guy. And it's like he's walking and then all of a sudden he just gets down on all fours. And they're like, oh my god. Yeah. And it's like they knew what was going to happen. Yeah, he starts running on all fours like a goddamn animal and... Came out of nowhere. Only guy that did it. Yeah, like I was watching it w- with my girlfriend, and like he got down on all fours and started running. And I just went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> she's like, she was doing something on her computer or something. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "That." <laughs> she's like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> you think? Um, yeah, they don't have super twenty eight days later speed. No, like, but they they run with kind of like kind of run with a limp. They seems like they cross a lot of different styles in this yeah like there's one like there's one part where they start singing fucking britney spears with a zombie (sighs) which was fucking stupid it was dumb but it was a little funny it was novel at first but again it just went on for way too long yeah it's like for me my thought process was okay it's funny that they're singing britney spears with a zombie it's fucking stupid because a zombie is singing yeah that's the other thing. These zombies were way too sentient. Yeah. Like the, the poop joke part, this guy takes a, a big shit in the bathroom, comes out, there's a zombie in the house, and the zombie's like, yeah. come on, come on. Fuck off. <sighs> yeah. A zombie's going to smell so terrible, it's not going to notice somebody else's shit. <laughs> um, and people turned really quick. Yeah, that too. But like the the scene where there's the the party and all the zombies come in, there's just this massive zombie horde and they come running in and yet no one dies. Didn't they? No. Oh, okay. How about if uh, they did, then it wasn't like made a big deal of. There's that part like there's one zombie that kind of trails his way in like he breaks away from the pack and just finds himself outside of this rec center. He goes in and some dude is about to go down on his girlfriend. That was so fucking dumb. That that was dumb. What was funny is like the zombie comes in, he goes down on her. That's the dumb part. Yeah. And then he bites her vagina. Um and then she walks out, she's a zombie now. She walks out of the party and fucking Chad Chaddington. Which I think that was Patrick Schwarzenegger. Maybe it was. I, I, I can't tell. They all look the same. Yeah. They just look like Chad's. Yeah. Um, uh, she walks out of the party and he, Chad is yelling at Kendall because like she's she's wondering where her brother is. And he tells her that he gave him the wrong address. 
Um, and she gets just fucking furious because she's apparently one of those nice hot chicks that you hear so much about. <laughs> um, and uh, the, like the, likes her little brother. Um, and so she storms off and he's like trying to catch up to her. And this chick, the zombified chick is coming up and he look like gets all pissed off that she's standing in his way. And he looks down at the floor and she's like bleeding down her leg onto the floor. On the floor, and he's like, "Oh, get a fucking tampon!" <laughs> like that was a chuckle moment. Yeah, uh, my wife, she's like, "You shouldn't say that to a girl." I'm like, "She's a fucking zombie." Yeah, I was like, "She was a zombie. They got bitten in the vagina." And she's like, "Oh, well, okay." <laughs> and she, she and I said, "Even if she wasn't, if a girl was bleeding down her leg into a puddle, yeah, on like the floor, that much." Yeah, not only would you worry, but you'd probably say, yeah, get a tampon. Yeah. For um, starters. <laughs> backtracking just a little. The, the zombie who bit her vagina had no jaw. How did he bite? Movie magic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that later. It didn't even occur to me at the time, but I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Unless he was just like, ah, ah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like scraping at her vagina with, her, with his upper teeth. I don't think that would make her scream. It would be like, ow, stop. No, that's not good. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Unless he just zombified her with his amazing oral sex. <laughs> with his fucking loose tongue that wasn't restricted by his lower soft palate. Yeah. Or It's just his jaw. He had no, he had no jaw. So his tongue was just hanging out like Brandy Alexander. Who? Brandy Alexander, Invisible Monsters, Chuck Palahniuk. Oh, I haven't read it. Oh, it's good. It's probably his best book. Mm. I haven't read it. <laughs> it's good. Just check it out. It's good. I got it. You can borrow it. It's good. I got so many. Look, you see that fucking stack of books right there? I got to read all those. I got those for Christmas. You have to? What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm supposed to do? Just throw it away? <laughs> yes. That's exactly <laughs> what you're supposed to do. No. I, seriously, I got like uh, six Six books I got to fucking read for that I got for Christmas. You got to do a report on them too. There. Well, I'm Skippy? not gonna just own a book and not read it. I already have one of those, and it, it, why not? That's, it taunts me from the other room just, every day. You put them on a shelf and you show people how important you are. <laughs> My leather bound books. <laughs> exactly. No. I don't think I'm going to show people how important I am with my fucking Doctor Who books and my trick or treat book and my two comics. You're going to show people how big of a fucking nerd you are. <laughs> no shit. And my Nick Frost autobiography. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I thought the zombies looked good. Some of the zombie kills were pretty good. Total CGI in this one. Yeah. Way over the top CGI. Yeah. Um, I did like their little homemade weapons, though. That was cool. Um, Especially Augie's. Which one? <laughs> the the one that shot the, the balls, whatever those were. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Um, They're like these hard wooden or plastic balls, like croquet balls, but smaller. Like that, yeah. I don't know what... They, they've got them at a true value. I don't know what the yeah. point of them were. Something that happened in this movie several times, the true value was the only time it didn't. They would park the car far away from wherever they needed to be <laughs> and then run there. I'm like, what are you doing? Drive up to the fucking front door. Yeah. There's a lot of bad choices in this. Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to be, like, if that was a directorial thing. Like, it's like, oh, they're 
children. They wouldn't know better. But it's like that's common fucking knowledge. How about they park the car and then run across the street? It's like, why not park on the side of the street where the house is? Even if you don't park in the driveway or drive on the lawn up to the front door, which is what I would do. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, one thing they did really well was they played, like, stupid teenagers that don't really know a lot. Yeah. They they did that pretty well. Like, again, with the car, uh, Ben, like, first thing in the movie, like, he hits a deer while they're driving out to the camp out. That was another thing I wanted to bring up was the the, the animals. Zombie animals. Yeah. Fuck that. That's dumb. Anyway. And again, going back to the pretentious zombie fan alert, I'm not a fan of horror comedies, zombie comedies, where the comedy takes place making fun of the zombies. It just feels so cheap. Like, Shaun of the Dead is a great horror comedy with zombies, but none of the comedy is at the expense of the zombies. The zombies are still there as your antagonists that are there to make the horror. Yeah. The comedy comes from the interaction of the living characters. Yeah. That's why Shaun of the Dead is the best movie ever made. <laughs> um, cut me off and I don't remember what I was saying. Zomb- the deer. He hit the deer. Oh, right. And he blew out his tire. And uh, right, I was talking about how they are they, they play being dumb teenagers pretty well. Uh, nope. No, don't do it again. You save it. You save it. Um, he blows out the tire when he hits the deer and they put the spare on and it's very clear. That, like, even though they're scouts, they don't know how to put a fucking spare tire on a car. Apparently didn't get that badge. Well, actually, they didn't have all the lug nuts, but I don't have all four lug nuts on my tires and they stay on front just fine. Not getting in your car ever again. No, it's it's safe. <laughs> no, I tried to put it like, <laughs> here's a sidetrack here. Um, I went to go get new tires and the guy... Puts it on, and he's tightening my lug nut and snaps off my um, my lug mount, like the bolt that goes on it. I'm like, shit, because I've had to replace them before, and it's it's not like an expensive thing to do. It's just a pain in the ass. Because um, what you have to do is you have to take a hammer and, and another bolt and tap out the old one, which doesn't happen easily. Um, and then you have to... Put the other one in and put a lug nut on it and tighten it so it pulls into the rotor mount and seats. So I'm doing that. I pull it in. I'm like, all right. I go to put my tire on and put the lug nut on and I'm tightening it. And then the thing just keeps spinning. Like, so this lug bolt that was supposed to just sit in there. Because it's got teeth on the end of it, so mm-hmm. it's with a mount or like seat in it. It's just spinning, so it not only didn't work, but now it's it's bored out that little hole, so I can't really put a new one in either. <clears throat> Unless I find a way to put a bigger one in or something. Hmm, it's fun. Doesn't make me feel safer to ride in your car. <laughs> it's fine. You've done it so many times, I didn't even know. Every time you've gotten in my car for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I've just been worried about the engine exploding. Ah, <laughs> uh, my fucking car. But what I was going to say is he hits the deer and he blows up the tire and that's it. 
That's the only damage to his car from hitting a fucking giant buck at like 40 miles an hour. There's no damage to the hood, no damage to the bumper. No, there there actually is. Like it, it, they don't really focus on it, but like that that side, same side, that bumper is kind of dangling a little bit, and there is a crack on the windshield. I, I thought there was the, that. Yeah, I thought the same thing, but then I noticed those things. Um, but definitely not enough damage. Yeah, there would have <laughs> there would have been much more. Yeah, you would have had it like a broken windshield, a nice crumple going on in the front. Yeah, and. A nice blood smear yes, all over your car. Anyway, but yeah, so they put this tire on. They don't have all the lug nuts, and that's fair, but it's very clear they don't know how to put a tire on because it's like shimming and wobbling. Yeah. Like I said, I have three or four lug nuts on my tire, and it rides as straight as one with four lug nuts on it. So they did something wrong, and it does fall off at one point. Mm-hmm. Just the fucker falls off. I've had that happen. That's scary shit. Really? Yeah. Was it on the freeway? No. Oh, lucky. It was on uh, 410. Yeah. I remember I was taking you home once, and uh, I had just changed. I just put brakes on or something, rotated my tires or something, and I was taking you home. Uh, this is when you still lived in Capitol Hill, or be no, First Hill. <clears throat> um, and there's a thumping coming from my car. I don't know if you remember this at all, but there's like a thumping in the entire way of, from from here to your to your place. And I'm driving back, and I stop at Les Schwab on the way home, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I just put, I just rotated my tires, or maybe I did change my brakes. And like I don't know what's causing it. Everything looks fine to me. And they work like they had to wait like an hour. And they pulled the tires off and put them back on. And they're like, so you had a lug nut that was like, or basically all of your lug nuts were like ready to fall off because you because I had used my dad's uh, pneumatic drill. Oh, and it didn't have enough juice in it to torque them down to where they needed to be. <laughs> so I maybe almost died that day. Well, we're all glad you didn't. Thanks. <laughs> okay, that's enough of my sidetracking. Um, Zombie animals, dumb. Dumb. The women in this movie were fine. Yeah. Good-looking girls. Yeah, yeah. Denise, Denise was, she was an attractive lady. Kendall wasn't bad either. Kendall was also an attractive lady. And there was a scene where she's on a ladder in a dress... And yep. she's like got one foot on one rung and the other foot's on a higher rung. And you're just like, oh, wow. And you can see almost all the way up. All, all the vagina. <laughs> uh, you know, I recognize both of those girls. And I have no idea why. Apparently, Kendall was in Neighbors, which I have seen. With John Belushi? <laughs> no. With Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. Oh. And Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Yeah. I told you my Rose Byrne story. <laughs> you have a Rose Byrne story? Uh, I tried to watch Insidious online, and uh, it was a like Russian copy. <laughs> and for some reason, they were like saying all the names in the credits. <laughs> and it was like, Rose Byrne. 
Bearden. So now every time I think of Rose Byrne in my head, I just hear Rose Bearden. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, why were you watching Insidious 2? It was the first one. You liked the first one? I hadn't seen it. Oh, it was that far back. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Anything else to say? Uh, I'm not sure if we missed anything. The ending was actually good. It wasn't like a stupid ending. I thought the ending was pretty good. It was... I, I felt a lot of um, uh, Return of the Living Dead in this with the pretty heavy military <clears throat> influence or yeah uh, involvement. Um, so, yeah. Did I mean, you watch The Stinger in this one? Yeah. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of dumb. Yeah, served no purpose whatsoever. Um, yeah, David Koechner's character, spoiler alert, he gets turned into a zombie. That's in the trailer, I think. Is it? I okay. think so. I mean, it, you kind of figure it's going to happen. Um, but he keeps coming back. Like, they keep thinking he's dead or, or whatever, but then he shows up later. Um, and, yeah, so, and apparently even when he gets his head cut off, he still lives. So, I don't know. I don't know. And again, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Well, they never really specify how you kill the zombies. They never well, say, like, it has to be a headshot or anything like that. I mean, they most of the time, ones that they kill are with headshots, but it's never specified that is how you have to kill them. Right, yeah. Um, I did like that they acknowledge that they're zombies. Yeah, it's like this is takes place in a world where zombie movies, zombie fiction exists. Yeah, Um and but at first they don't believe it. It's like you know, you know, zombies aren't real. Yeah. And then there's the one zombie she shoots in the chest, and it gets up, and they're like, "Yep, zombie." Yeah, it's like dead person walking around. What the fuck do you think it is? And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I can't really think of anything else that we haven't talked about. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Well, let's just do ratings then. All right. Well, I know a lot of people really like this movie. Um, I don't know. I didn't like it that much. And it's mostly due to just jokes that I found just juvenile and not very funny. And and mostly me being a pretentious zombie asshole, which I, you know, I take full admittance over. I know it's true. But it is what it is. I, you know... The first movie that really got me into horror was Dawn of the Dead. So mm-hmm. I, I like my zombies a specific way, and this was not it. Uh, so I guess overall, uh, I'll give it a four. Okay. Um, this was not my favorite zombie movie. Like, not even close. It, I didn't think it was terrible. I guess I expected it to be the way it was. Like, I didn't expect very consistent, like, zombie lore or science. I kind of expected it to be all over the place. Yeah. Um, and um, the, the characters weren't bad. I mean, the acting was decent. Yeah. Um, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, believable characters for the most part. They're they're a little little cliche, but mm-hmm. played well. Um, and uh, yeah, I I don't really have a lot of gripes with it. Like you said, a lot of the jokes just weren't all that funny. Yeah, they just. You know, they tried. They just the the jokes just didn't hit the way that I'm sure they intended them to. Um, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I it, it's difficult for me to really decide how I feel about this because it it didn't really hit me all that much. But I didn't think it was bad. So <clears throat> I guess since I kind of undecided on this a little bit or maybe just put it right down the middle and give it a five i feel like there are parts where like it there are parts where it's a legitimate horror movie there are parts of like tension and fear sure yeah and you know whereas a lot of horror comedies are just like it's a comedy with vampires yeah um but yeah i mean wasn't terrible wasn't all that great um it might be worth the vod rental i guess five bucks or so yeah i mean if it's like i i, I don't know red box or something um i don't know what how much it goes for on all the different things but if it's like 14.99 or something i would probably pass right but, but if it's you know 4.99 yeah absolutely yeah i wouldn't recommend buying it no i wouldn't either um but yeah, I don't foresee it having a real strong rewatchability rating. No, yeah. but uh, no, yeah, check it out on the VOD formats or Redbox. You know, Redbox you probably get it for like two bucks. It's worth a watch, and if you're not a zombie snob like us, um, you'll probably enjoy it more than we did. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I mean, you know, Taylor obviously held some very high standards for the zombies. I kind of lowered mine for this because I knew they weren't going to be met like. Oh, I, I knew what to expect. Like, I knew it was going to be running zombies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were a little more sentient than I expected. Although, a lot of movies do this where it's like the main zombies are sentient and then all the extra zombies are like old school zombies. Yeah, it did kind of seem that way. Um, but, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so, that's it for the movies. Yeah. So... Just uh, got one more piece of business to take care of. Yeah. We uh, we like to do a thing here on the show that we call Plot Holes, where we take a movie and we remove a bunch of words and replace them Mad Lib style. So, Tony, give me a noun. Sex swing. And a plural noun. Ashless chaps. And two adjectives. Moldy and hard. Noun. Throbbing member. Adjective. Shriveled. Past tense verb. Fornicated. Noun. Bill Cosby. Did I say past tense noun earlier? I don't think so. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Well, regardless, you knew what I meant. Yep. Bill Cosby. I don't know why my phone just put that in all caps, but... Uh, Bill Cosby! <laughs> verb. Uh, mount. And plural noun. Horse tranquilizers.
tranquilizers. <clears throat> All right. So uh, now we're going to see what Tony has done to one of his favorite movies of all time, Hatchet. Ben has just been given his walking papers by his girlfriend and is deeply depressed. Needing a sex swing, Ben and his friend Marcus head to New Orleans for Mardi Gras and take in a haunted swamp tour with master of assless chaps, Sean, guiding guests through a moldy patch of bayou country. Along the way, Ben and Marcus meet a pair of hard exotic dancers, Misty and Jenna, as well as Mary Beth, a pretty girl who is secretive about her throbbing member. (laughs) There we go. I was waiting for one. (laughs) As they tour the swamp, Sean tells his customers about the local legend of Victor Crowley, a shriveled man who was fornicated by the other children living near the swamp until he was nearly bludgeoned with Bill Cosby by his father (laughs) while trying to open the door of their burning shack. While Ben and Marcus don't think much of the story at first, it doesn't take long before they have serious reason to believe Victor Crowley is still at large and is looking to mount some old horse tranquilizers. Mm. Okay, well, that had one or two that that were funny. (laughs) The girl hiding her throbbing member, that's the best. (laughs) That's probably the best we've had in a while. Right. Uh, So that's going to do it. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the show, our first show of the new year. Um, We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, what are we watching? I don't remember. We are watching Goodnight Mommy and The Gin. The Gin, yeah. It's not the shitty gin with Ray Park that for some reason he's in. It's another one directed by Toby Hooper. The Hoop. <laughs> the Hoopster. Hanging with Mr. Hooper. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll have uh, Horror Business. <laughs> Probably that's, that's something that we usually do um, And we're going to try and get an interview Don't know who but I don't Maybe think you maybe. <laughs> Want to be on the show? Email us We got nothing <laughs> We're dying here <laughs> uh, But yeah So uh, we'll catch up with you again in a couple weeks uh, When we do God damn this fucking thing with episode 52. 53. <laughs> I'm just fucking rambling now. This is 52. This is 50. This is 52. 53. Yes. Um, Greatflotpodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Tune in. Wherever podcasts are found, we'll be there. <laughs> uh, so go check us out. Make sure you subscribe. Just subscribe everywhere. Even if you only listen to one place, just subscribe to all the places. Yeah. Looks good on us. Yeah. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And Periscope. But not Swedish Periscope. (laughs) That's all for the callbacks today. (laughs) Uh, So, until we meet again, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all just a little dead inside. 